Hey, bowlers, bowling this month is back. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Above180.com podcast is Mike Sinek. Mike is the Storm and Rotogrip staff coordinator. Mike and his team just finished up bowling the USBC Open Championships. So, Mike, I thought it'd be great to bring you on. We can talk about some of the latest stuff with Storm and Rotogrip, and also talk about, because you're a left-hander, how to attack the pattern from the left-handed perspective. So, Mike, thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you very much. All right, Mike. Well, your crew just got done bowling nationals. You guys, uh, you posted a very lengthy review uh, on a couple on Facebook pages and et cetera, but could you talk about that from the left-handed perspective, because you are a lefty, and I know a lot of times we dedicate uh, these shows and more talk to the left to the right side of the lane rather so talk about it from the lefty's perspective and what a lefty needs to do to be successful in reno this year sure um the left side this year um you, you kind of need help extra help this year um the last couple of years especially el paso a left-hander could sort of find their own niche playing a little straighter and a little more toward the edge of the lane this year being the stadium um an extra foot of applied oil on both patterns has caused the left to be a, a little more of a game where you're going to have to play it more like a right-hander, where you're going to need a little bit of help or you're going to need a little bit of extra surface to help break the pattern down to make it more scorable. Um, just remembering, this is a very flat pattern, um, and it, it, it has an extra foot of applied oil, so it requires more precise shot-making. And like I said, this year with the way the, the, the lanes are, it, you're going to need a little more help to break the lanes down. So even on the left-handed side, then, it sounds like you want to start out with your surfaces in that 500 to 1,000 to maybe 1,500 range. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes, and it depends upon your rev rate. Um, if you're by yourself, um, it wouldn't hurt you to have a 500-grit ball where you can break down 5, 6, 7. Um, if you can play really straight 4, 5, 6, 7, so that it, you know you can actually start to blend the pattern a little bit. If you have more than one left-hander, 
a 500 to a 1,000 grit, depending upon um, your rev rate and your partner's rev rate, is, is the key. Um, if you try to go with just like a 2,000 grit ball, you're not going to do, do enough to the pattern to kind of make it more of a scorable pattern. All right, Mike. Well, we just saw Team NABR finish up last week with a very respectable score, you know, 31 and change. And I watched 90% of that live stream and watched you guys, and it looked like they were they were making they're doing as best as they could to break the lanes down properly. They're all playing the lanes on the you know playing the right part of the lanes. Talk about how that can happen, and you still shoot a number like you did, and 3100 is nothing to sneeze at, and a, and a very respectable score this year in Reno. Yeah, 3,100 is actually a very good score this year. Um, that's, that's, that's still very good bowling. The, the lanes this year, like I said, that extra foot of applied oil seems to have made them much tougher, much harder to break down. In previous years, you could kind of break the lanes in during the practice, during that 10 minutes of practice and maybe the first couple of frames of game one. This year, we're seeing teams that, that go almost to the end of game one before the lanes turn into something scorable. Uh, T.J. Schmidt, who's the storm staffer, his team shot 9.30 the first game, but still at that time got the third place for the 3.100. So a 9.30 isn't a bad score in game one this year. Great, Mike. And if you, uh, I'm sure you had a chance to listen to the show I did with Steve Richter and Chris Schlemmer. And those guys went over some of the equipment and, and the general consensus that they got and what they communicated to everyone here on the show was that there really isn't a, a magic ball this year. You can't just go and say, we've got to get this ball from Storm, this ball from this, et cetera, et cetera. But talk about what equipment you guys found to have success with with your crew out there in Reno. Okay, it, there were a couple of styles that seemed to work well. One, the Storm Fight was an excellent choice this year. It's got a very large weight block, super high RG, but a strong cover. That ball seems to blend the pattern out so that you don't see as much of the change from the oil to the dry, and you don't see as much of the left to right, so it doesn't, it gives you much more of a, of a smoother transition spot. Um, on the rotor grip side, the rotor grip critical looked really, really good this year. Um, basically because of the hybrid cover and, and the triliptic core that's in that ball is a very strong core, but that core cover matches up, once again, smoother transitions. Um, a ball that's worked at Nationals for multiple years now has been an IQ Tour. Once again, lower differential, low RG, the ball kind of smooths off the spot. But this year, like you said, there's no real magic pill this year. It actually is based upon your your style, your rev rate, and who you're bowling with. Awesome stuff. And speaking of bowling balls, Mike, I want to remind folks, check out bowlingthismonth.com. Got all the great ball reviews on the website there. I'm looking at it right now. I'm seeing they're talking about you know the, the new piece from Rotogrip, the high wire. Got the pitch blue, which probably is going to be a little too weak for, for Reno this year. But got lots of great articles. Still seeing Jeff Riggle's piece here on how to attack the USBC Open pattern. A bunch of stuff there talking about weight blocks. Lots of great stuff. Check out bowlingthismonth.com, and uh, they can help you out with that. Uh, and check out the website. Lots of great stuff there. So, Mike, as we kind of move forward here, and let's talk about you talked about a little bit with transition there. So it's the end of game one. Is that when your first move is going to have to be? I mean, there's sometimes where nationals you're, you're moving from game to practice, you know, from when you practice the 10 minutes and you throw that, you know, throw your practice balls to almost the start of the game. It sounds like you can stay in one spot a little bit quicker. Is that a fair assessment this year? Um, this year you, you need to, you need to stay, you need to have patience and stay in your spot a little bit longer than in previous years. But then when the lanes start to transition, the move almost seems to be a constant move. So you're going to be starting to move in. As soon as you start seeing transition, you can start making those small moves in. And the moves are like, you know, one board, two boards with your feet, one and two with your mark. 
at the end of the day, you're going to try to end up with your break point at around eight board at the 40-foot marker. There's, there's, a, there's a, a marker down on the lanes at 40 feet on 10 board. You want to be just to the right of that. If you can be at that spot, that's where you're going to most consistently see a reaction that gets you to the pocket. And then your feet will just be parallel moves to the left, so your feet could maybe end up where on that 17, 18 range, 17 to 8, somewhere in that neck of the woods, depending on your rev rate, et cetera? Certainly, and, and even as far as if you've got a higher rev rate group, you could see, and, and you've seen some of the, some of the video from USBC um, or some of the periscope from Matt Canizaro, you can see guys sliding almost near the left gutter, but they're still banking it off of eight board at 40 feet. So if the, if the shot's opened up correctly, that eight board spot at 40 feet seems to be the ideal place to have your ball turn for home. All right, Michael, I want to get your opinion on a couple other things. I received an email a couple weeks back from a proprietor, and he had said, look, you know, these shots for nationals are just getting really too challenging. He said, my team, we bring out eight teams, we come and bowl these, and we're spending all our money to fly, and we come down there, and my guys are not, they're, you know, 200 average house bowlers. They're not really that great of, of players, frankly. Their, their skill level is not to the, the Rob Gottschels of the world, the Adam Bartas, the guys, you know, the team NABR types, so you're, you know, the Jeff Riggles, et cetera, the Eagle guys who, who've won out there. What do you say to a group like that and how they can manage your expectations to go out there and, like you said, shooting 930 your first game is not a bad number? Um, basically, if you understand going in that the lanes are going to be hard, um, Practicing shooting spares, knowing that, that spare shooting is also a very important issue. Um, you're going to be leaving more, more spare combinations that you're going to have to pick up than you're used to at home. So if you know going in, you're going to need to work on your spare game a little bit, that actually can raise your score by 40 and 50 pins a game if your spare game is a little bit sharper. Also, understanding that you know this isn't, this isn't like the house shot. This is a sport-compliant condition. This is, this is less than 2-to-1 than ratio. That makes it hard, and if you can, if you manage that part, if you understand that part going in, I think you can come out with a better result. Mike, I know, and you guys put out the shot up there at the lanes at Fort Meade. Um, in all your practicing and all your sessions, have you guys tried, or has there been any success with with anything with plastic down the middle, or any? I mean, in years past, some of that stuff has kind of worked to create some hold, or is that not really necessary, or are you not able to do that this year? Uh, this year, really, didn't see the need for for dragging. Plastic dragging the oil down ten board. Um, if the the way that the, the pattern is applied, it, you can kind of blend it without having to kind of drag oil or take three sixty grit and burn up the edge. If you've got enough players, um, especially on the right side, if you've got you know if you've got more than four or five guys, a thousand grit, five hundred grit, depending upon rev rate, will will do well at opening up the shot. If you do that plastic drag or if you use too much surface to the outside, you can create sort of a left-to-right wet-dry condition that can actually lower the scoring pace on the pair. All right, Mike, a couple other quick notes here. This year, as people set up their arsenals, we want to go from you know probably our most hooking ball all the way down to our least hooking ball and build in between. Is there a place in the bag, though, for an asymmetric piece, as conditional as they can be and as sounding like as challenging as the lanes are this year? Um, absolutely. Um, what, I, what I would suggest... Um, this year is more about surface. Um, so if you do have symmetric pieces, uh, and once again, this is dependent upon rev rate and tilt and rotation, um, but one, one rotor grip ball that works really well, the fight's symmetric on the storm side, but the, the hay wire on the rotor grip side on the fresh, and then breaking down to the high wire when, they, when the lanes get broken down work exceptionally well. 
Um, so it's more about matching your surface and, and your rev to your rev rate to what you're seeing on the lane. Um, and the, this year, being at the stadium, the stadium does have some uniquenesses pair to pair. Play what's in front of you. Um, if you if you play what your ball reaction is telling you, you're going to have a better chance for success. Whether you need an asymmetric that kind of makes a more defined move off the break point or a symmetric ball, which is, gives you a little more blend, you just got to play what's in front of you. Yeah, and talk about that because we keep, we hear keep our angles in front of us, keep everything in front of us. So then let's you know let's say we go up there and we throw a shot and we do keep our angles in front of us and the ball, you know, let's say the ball moves and the ball hooks too much. That's that's our sign that we got to make a move. We either make a move or a ball down. Is this year a, ch- a year when you want to make your moves or ball down depending on uh, wh- where you're at in the set? Um, and once again, an, uh, an undefined answer is usually in previous years, balling down and staying in the same area was a smarter move. This year, it, it's more dependent upon who you're with and how you're going. Um, I've seen more moves this year than ball downs, um, mostly because the way that, the, like I said, the lane surface at the stadium and this extra foot of applied oil seems to have made it more of you've got to move your feet, move your mark, um, than staying in that same spot. Awesome stuff, Mike. Uh, just trying to think here. Anything that you'd like to add for bowlers going out there? You said manage your expectations. That's a key. You know, this isn't a year, and I think um, I guess want to get your take on this as well. From what Steve was saying, you know, since Chad Murphy has taken over as USBC president, in Steve's opinion, this is the status quo. This is what we're going to expect. We're not going to have any years like a couple years back when people were shooting thirty six hundreds. <laughs> you know, and and everything. So is that kind of your thought too? That moving forward, the USBC wants to put this put the tournament back into this and make it uh, make it a challenge and make this you know really something that when you win it it, it really truly is an accomplishment um I, I agree with steven in 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 one sense i like them to be as tough as they were last year in el paso and this year um you know i didn't bowl that well this year but that's on me so i'm pr- i'm happy that it's on me that i didn't get run over by a condition i got run over by myself um, in the future when they're not going to announce the pattern. I do have an issue with, with the haves versus have-not strategy in regards to announcing the pattern in advance. Um, I, I think the last two years have proven you've showed us what the pattern is. We've been able to practice on it at home, and sometimes we still can't hit it. So that pretty much tells you um, what we're talking about in regards to the future. I'm hoping that they stay at this level, or if they ease them up just a skosh, that's not that bad of a deal. Um but I, you know, like, like I think Steve's right. This future going forward, I think they're going to stay right around this level, and I, re- I, you know, I'm good with that. All right, Mike, put on your ball driller hat since I know you do that as well. Are there any drillings that we want to bring with us out there? Any, again, not to say special drillings or, or drillings, but just any anything that's working as far as what you've seen and what even your equipment and what you're hearing from some of the other Stroman Roto Grip guys. Um, basically, you, you should always bring. Um, as, as what Eric Vermilia uh, said on, on your show a couple weeks ago, take one that's stronger than you think you need and always bring one that's slightly weaker than you think you need. Um, I always prefer to have one ball in the bag that's got a very short pin-to-pap distance um, to start on the fresh because you want something very stable when the, when the, when the pattern changes, um, especially on the fresh when, the ball, when you go from the oil to the dry. Um, also, you do still want one that's kind of a boomer. If you've got to go move in and make the ball curve around the spot, you still want to have that piece in your bag. Yeah, and how tricky is that? Even when we're watching these live streams that the Matt Canizaro and everyone's doing with the USBC, 
to see surface necessarily because at that stadium, just the lighting there kind of gives you a little bit of an illusion as to what someone's throwing. And I think it naturally makes the equipment look a little more shiny than what it is until you get down there and you start looking at the pieces and you say, wow, they're throwing, you know, wow, that was at 1,000 or that was at 1,500. Exactly. And um, this year it's it's much more of a of, of a trick in regards to knowing when you need to go and open up the lane. Um so, you know, that, that's, that's the hard part this year is knowing when to pull that piece out. When In previous years, that wasn't the thing to do. Awesome stuff. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for joining me today. It was uh, very insightful, and I hope you've been able to help out. I know you've been able to help out a lot of the folks here. And, Mike, is there anywhere if people want to catch up with you or anything they can do, uh, you know, as far as coming up by you guys or what they can do to maybe help you out? I know you... You know, you'd run a lot of great stuff there in the northern Virginia slash Baltimore area at the uh, lanes at Fort Meade. So anything coming up there you want to mention or any, anything we can help you with? Um, actually, the, the, the way the military center runs, we're just doing what we do. Um, but just as long as everybody, if anybody has any questions, um, they can catch me on Facebook. Um, I'm on there all the time, and I'd be happy to answer anybody's questions in, if they need any help. And one final quick note, Mike, before we go, I have to mention this. You want to looking for a place to stay? I know we're getting kind of late in the game here, but plenty of rooms still available at the Nugget Resort. So check out the Nugget Casino Resort. Lots of great stuff there. Uh, got a great room rate if you use promo code GAB180. Got a call for that rate, so their number to call is 1-800-648-1177. Again, 800-648-1177. Mention code GAB180. Going to get you a $45 weekday rate, 69 weekend code. That includes the resort fee, so there's no hidden fees to that. And you're also going to get a $10 food credit per person per stay and two free drink coupons per person per stay. So check them out. Lots of great stuff there in Sparks. About a five-minute taxi ride or Uber ride over to the stadium. Lots of great stuff in Sparks. So I need to check out Rick Ramsey's events over at the Coconut Bowl. So check them out. Doing lots of great uh, work there. Got some great restaurants, I know, and uh, I'm looking forward to staying out there myself. So thanks to the Nugget Casino Resort for stepping up here and helping out at the Above180.com podcast. So check them out. If anything, you know what, folks? Take a, take a ride over there if you're looking for something to do. Visit the casino, visit the property, and make it a point to stay there the next time we're bowling out in Reno. So again, check them out, nuggetresort.com.